Welcome, Pathfinders, to Find the Path Podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Now with less deadly fog, more deadly traps? Well, I don't know if there are more deadly traps of just <laughs> continuous deadly traps. The man yeah. is nonstop. <laughs> man is nonstop. Just a sec is nonstop. And, and this is a trap that Rick is excited about, which makes it scary. It. Oh, no, that's that, that's a hundred times worse. Very metagamey. I knew there was a trap here because the color of the floor on the map changed. Mm, there Did you go. it? Did oh. it? Yeah, it's very slightly Very different. subtle. Yeah. Weird. Mm. I wasn't sure if it was just like another one of those like crisscross areas yeah. or if it was like legitimately a trap. And then when he said, oh, mm. add your trap finding, I was like, ah, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, where the color changes is actually where the slope starts. Oh, OK. Because oh, okay. I, I noticed like the, the area before we got like when we were still in the fog was like more of that ochre kind of color. And then yeah. like we got into this hallway and Fair. it turned back to like the, the standard sandstone. Like The color. cartographer played with colors a lot for this one. Can I guess that this trap becomes a big zoomy slide that slides us into a hole at the end? Ah, oh, that'd be fun. Dude, that'd be fun. That's classic, though. I think it's almost too simple for just a sec. Fair, but it is, you know, sometimes the, the classic. I feel like it's going to be a magical trap. Oh, this well. has all been heavy, heavy magic. Well, the magic of making a slope be more slopey <laughs> and a hole appear. There's magic. What spell is that? What spell is slope? It is slope make sloperson. Create pit and slopey make slopersons. Slopey slopes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, really, he thought he was just making a giant escape room. Yeah, the ultimate high-level wizard escape room. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, when last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the Duot had made their way inside of their uh, the latest of their various tombs that they're diving into. In this case, an actual tomb, since people are buried here, the Akuminate, known as the Guardian Fold. Entering inside, they had found a uh, a spiraling chamber full of a bizarre mist that, well, I mean, basically it was a permanent acid fog. The uh, combined effects of a, uh, a solid fog, where it reduces your movement speed in half and penalizes your attack and damage with constant acid damage, which they managed to get past. But then subsequently, it also provides the concealment that regular fog does, and then fighting golems. Yeah. Made for a rather interesting encounter. So much fun. I like how simple the uh, the little maze is back there, but when you can only see five feet, it feels, I imagine for all of you, it felt huge, where it's just like, I have no yeah. idea how far this maze goes. Well, and I, yes. I also thought it was going to go in a lot more different directions to like yep. try to burn the time, but um, it was surprisingly straightforward. Well, because I don't think they expect you to get past the golems. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And there's only three uh, dispel magic traps in there, and there's a single path that you can take that bypasses all three. So if you know where you're going. So it gets into mm. the classic maze mentality. However, you had managed to defeat the trio of Henshepsus, which these ones did much better than that first one that you guys fought. Yeah, I the mean, the changing head mechanic is very cool. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, that's that was real interesting. That's really neat. And uh, they can do a good amount of damage when they can actually get in there. But again, the first one didn't actually last an entire round of combat. So true. But you did manage to uh, successfully defeat them and continue on your way. And uh I believe we'd left off as you'd exited out of the, uh, what do they refer to that area as? The Ochre Tunnels. The Ochre Tunnels. Yep. And uh, entered into uh, Crypt Proper. Ochre Tunnels better than the Ogre Tunnels. So there's that. True. <laughs> Upon entering, you'd found yourselves, uh, you'd stepped through a doorway as the mist had disappeared back behind you. Again, this almost this intangible wall, like watching mist blow up against the side of a glass window. As you just step free and into this, really cool uh, this hallway. 
Your light playing along the uh, the surrounding walls, each wall adorned with bas reliefs showing blindfolded animal-headed men and women carrying offerings of tribute. The floor slooping slightly downwards ahead of you. And as you'd made your way forward, a uh, a magic mouth had chimed out, basically uh, informing Get all of you here, that you're no. not worthy to gaze upon the magnificent works of the Sky Pharaoh. Get out of here. Uh, Which is weird, because you had to come a long way to get to this. And you saw a lot of his magnificent works on your way here, so it's like... Yeah, I should have actually allowed... Um, you know, we'll go ahead and start with that. Before we start, we'll make uh, everyone wait for Citrus Perception Roll for a little bit longer. Why do you do this to us? That's okay with me, because the longer we wait, the less we're not dead. Or the longer no, we're not dead. <laughs> the know. less we're not Words are dead. Hard. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that works. Is that a double it negative? <laughs> yeah, triple negative? I don't know. The more we're not dead? Let's go ahead and actually get a, uh, before we keep going, let's go ahead and get an intelligence roll from Sudi. Sudi! Oh no, why me? I only got a 10, y'all. That's not a negative. I rolled a three for a three. Okay. <laughs> Sudi knows nothing. Basically. He's got a glorious mind that's a mental palace that's empty and ready to be filled. Let's be real. Sudi is a very, like, you know, charismatic. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. Why? Sudi looks really cool because he's decked out in magical gear and stuff, but not the not the smartest tool in the shed. He's when a it wise comes boy. To this party. He's wise. I learned from the last dungeon to make everything depend upon Sudi's intelligence score. Yep, and he's oh. gonna exploit that the rest of this time. <laughs> Only this time you don't have a chicken to save you. Don't have a chicken to save us. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe we left off, however, with Citra Nahamra. Go ahead and roll me a perception roll. Go ahead and throw your uh your trap finding bonus in there too. Uh, it was only a twelve, okay. uh, but I start with a twenty-four, so it was a thirty-six. That's good. It's pretty good. Depends on if this trap is above average or not. The four of you make your way forward. Again, the passage ahead of you it slopes down and forward, descending deeper. Below, you can see that the hallway you can see the hallway continues for about a good thirty feet. The slope is noticeable as it descends down to the point where none of you have to make a check. And you can see that this hallway empties out into a room far below. For those of you in the front, Sudi and Citra, you think you can see the edges of statues, maybe a maybe a set of double doors in the chamber ahead. As you reach the edge of the slope, Sudi, you step forward before, at the last moment, beating the perception DC by one, <laughs> Citra's arm shoots out and grabs onto Sudi. Mom arm! Oh man! Sudi, I imagine on reflex, freezes entirely. His foot hovering <laughs> over the step as he begins to make his way forward. And he does that cat thing where their toe beans splay out. Like, yep. oh lord! Oh yes, no, for sure. <laughs> the little like claws in there just poke out just a little bit. Yep, his tail shoots straight out to balance him. <laughs> puff, instant puff. Citra, you glance over and see these expertly carved magical glyphs worked perfectly into the recesses of the ball reliefs off towards your left and right. Rude! You believe this hallway is trapped. Don't move. Good thing I have excellent balance. <laughs> so he says like on one foot he puts his arms out and just like, it's like the like poor man's <laughs> crane pose. <laughs> Alright, Citra would like to attempt to disable. Alright. You lean down, blow some dust out, light up the uh, the runes. I mean, I start with a 31. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh my God, Rick. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Rick really wants like this it. to do bad things to us. Apparently. So uh, that would be a 13 on the die. 
which gives me a total of a 44. With that, you are able to identify the trap. You may disable the trap or bypass it, if you so wish, as you quickly determine what the bypass for this is. Uh... This is an effect that could only be described as a telekinetic enucleation. It appears to be a form of telekinesis that would rip the eyes out of a person that made their way into this hallway. Oh, you don't, you you don't, you can't see, you're not allowed to see the things, you shouldn't see the things. Mm. Causing your eyes to pop out, drop to the ground, and then roll down the slope to eventually rest in the chamber below. But yeah, please disable this. (laughs) <laughs> That's the most horrific of traps. That would I've be ever awful seen. if that happened to Sudi. How yeah. could you such an writers of this trap. two enucleation <laughs> things in this adventure path? No. Two. It, it also causes bleed damage immediately afterwards. Of, of course you it bleed does. You got your eyes ripped out. Both of them. Okay, so uh, not bypassing. We're just going to disable this completely because wow! I don't want to risk that happening to anybody on accident again. <laughs> Citra, you are aware that the uh, the bypass of this is rather simple since you already informed of what it was. Much like the blindfolded figures on the surrounding walls, all you have to do is close your eyes or blindfold yourself as you walk down this hallway, and it will bypass the trap, because you are not worthy to gaze upon the magnificent works of the Sky Pharaoh. So, I'm planning to disable this, but apparently getting through the hallway just requires you to cover your eyes. If you keep your eyes open, it will rip your eyes out of your head. All right. I'm going to be closing my eyes anyway. I already lost one eye. Sudi moves his eye patch over to the other eye. That's awful. But I'm going to disable it just in case we have to make a hasty retreat and we don't want to close our eyes while we're running through a hallway. I agree. I agree. Shisasek is both the best and worst ancestor at the same time. Yeah, the special sadistic streak, it seems. This is the moment you realize that is what's (laughs) concerning. (laughs) (laughs) I've been grappling with that with my own ancestors, so I get it. I think people in the past just sucked. How about that? <laughs> people now kind of suck too, in general. Well, maybe just people suck. <laughs> Especially if they have a lot of uh, money and power and, and smarts and stuff. Which means we're going to suck because we all have those things. Well, power corrupts, so absolute power corrupts absolutely. And there's that wisdom. Sudi Kantar. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a little the more you know like thing like splashes over him. Anyway, Citra disables this trap. Alice flicks her tail while she enjoys the last, like, I don't know, couple minutes of being a kitty. You scrape around at the the runes around the outside of this and then feel the magic ebb and falter. After a long moment, you are 99% sure that this hallway is safe to go down. Yeah, Citra tags her work, by the way. Okay. (laughs) Pulls out the little spray paint can and, like, you know... (laughs) Jet set radio. <laughs> I feel like I feel like after a while she got so proud of disabling some of these traps that she just put like like in hieroglyphs, obviously, or or in you know whatever <laughs> it just would look like in her symbol. language. You know, just just like a little a raven symbol or something. You know, a little just, just come up with print. your uh, your own cartouche. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like Citra was here and I beat your trap. <laughs> Sucker. You stand up and the passage continues ahead. She takes the lead. Sudi closes his eye, not risking it. Citra will take his hand and lead him through the hallway. Masika trusts Citra, so walks down the hallway. Sudi trusts Citra, but Sudi's a little paranoid about losing Cit- his one yeah, remaining he, eye. He's had a traumatic experience. This is, it makes this sense. is triggering yeah, for him. I was going to say, for Sudi, this is particularly considering he only has one left. So Hollis closes one eye, and then, just in case. <laughs> there could be a second one halfway down the hallway. We don't know. You don't know. Oh, that was a real cool trap. 
Oh, well, there are more cool traps. To okay, come. I want to know if if <laughs> Crystal Frazier sat down with Michael Cortez and said, you know, it'd be a really cool trap idea, a nuclation. And the other and the one was like, it'll cost be really so cool. much trauma. You know, it'd be really cool. Uh, a monster that has a nuclation is a special ability. And it's like, do it. High fives. I mean, it just adheres to Mummy's Mask theme of blinding people, which appears to just be a prevalent theme through the entirety of this adventure path. I don't know if that was an Egyptian thing. Like, was is that like a thing in Egypt where like blinding people was the, a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. You make well, your anyway, way forward. We're fine. It's all good. Step forward, descend down the slope. Follow the the blindfolded animal-headed figures taking their offerings down. Oh, they're blindfolded. There's so many clues though. That was what my intelligence check was for, I think. Mm. Uh oh. Whoa. You enter into an interestingly shaped room. The chamber is roughly 20 feet across, maybe, or 20 feet wide, maybe 15 feet across. Four exits make their way out of this chamber from what would be the corners of the rectangular room. Four hallways which make their way down to doors in each direction. A set of double doors stands on the wall opposite of the, the wide arch, the nine foot wide hallway that you just come in through and six life-size statues of men and women, each pointing an accusatory finger or other menacing gesture in the direction of the entrance that you've come in through. Stand nice. along the walls to the left and right. Scan those with Golem Bane scarabs. I have a feeling they're like pointing back like, hey, don't be in here. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because you wouldn't be able to actually see them if that trap had gone off. You should not be able to witness the glory of the Skyfire. You should not be able to witness the accusations leveled against you. A set of steps descends down from each of the four passages. They're very faint on this map, but you can kind of see with little lines mm. there. Uh, only descending down a depth of about five feet or so before making their way further, except for the one door that is level with where you are. Hmm. Well, so these statues I recognize. They're the Akuminen. Hmm. All right. Going... Clockwise, starting on your left as you enter into the room, you see a statuette of a petite woman with a shaved head, clad in robes and a pectoral necklace that indicates her high standing in the Church of Set. Next to her is a squat, ugly man with short arms and legs, built like a wall, a bearded soldier in full armor. Next to that is a young, beautiful woman wearing flowing robes and carrying a curved dagger in one hand. On the other side, you see a woman wearing imposing steel lamellar armor and wielding a brutal-looking kopesh. In a battle-ready pose, her expression one of bloodlust. Next to that is a lithe figure, tall and slim. His statue holds a longbow in one hand and gains sternly towards an unknown target, basically you as you step in through the door. And then finally is an elderly Osirian man clad in regal finery with deep wrinkles on his face and a glint of cruelty honed by age in his stone eyes. So going around the room, set lady, bearded man. I'm we glad you know eyes. their names. Going around the room, you can also each see the cartouches carved into the bases of the statues. To oh, wait, these, they, never mind. They have nameplates. As Duat Seti, Hakofre, Iphin Kapri, Neptue, ooh, that one's a good one, Sifrik Himen, and Tutnesret. Are any of the, is the doors right across from us, the, the ones that we came in, or is any of this labeled any way that we can see? From here, you cannot see if any of the other passages are marked. The double doors exiting out of this room, the ones in this, uh, the chamber, not down the assorted branching passages, are marked with 
uh, two depictions of Set facing one another from either side of the door. Mm. Well, that makes sense. Uh, the only thing of note, actually. Sorry, I should have mentioned that earlier. And, yeah, because I think your light plays far enough down that way. Uh, the door off towards the southwest, the southwestern passage, is open. Oh, well, that seems like a first stop then. Yeah, let's go down that way. Those those doors are open. Go ahead and give, uh, give me a will save from the party. Oh, Uh-oh. Haha! I rolled okay. Oh, boy! Oh. Hollis rolls a 17 for a 28. Okay. Uh, Sudi rolls an 8 for a 22. Uh, Masika rolls a 15 for a 33. If this is a curse... Then, then that's something different, or an aura of despair. Uh, yeah, anyone that has a bonus versus curse, go ahead and add that bonus versus curse. I think okay. two of you do. I do. Mine's just versus death. So yeah, go ahead and add your bonus versus curse. Is this it, a fear effect? It does it is death. Not. Dang it. So, Wait, it is um, death? I said does. it does death. Citra uh. <laughs> rolled a 13, uh, but with my bonus against curses and my normally crappy will save, I got a 28. So you make your way towards the open door? Apparently, I say, squinting my eyes accusatorily at Rick. You turn, leaving the the Akuminen behind you as you make your way forward, single file as you make your way down the narrow set of steps. This passage being no more than about four feet wide. Again, the ceiling angles upwards at a slight slope so that at the at the roof, it's only three feet wide as the walls bend in ever so slightly. And the roof stands at about eight feet high. Descending down this passage... You enter into a bizarre room. Hmm. Faintly glowing carvings adorn the walls in this dizzying pattern of indecipherable runes. The chamber is oddly shaped. Interspersed along these rooms are human-sized carvings of men and women in bas-relief. The angles of the room's walls, floor, ceiling including where the ceiling rises and falls, are all strange and dizzying. Unlike every form of Osirian architecture you've seen up until this point, this almost makes you feel like you're somehow inside of a geode that refracts in every direction around you. The floor itself seems to be the only actual flat plane, but you get the distinct impression that where the angles of the floor's tiles meet, that they shift off ever so slightly giving the entirety of this room the sensation that there's no true expanse of flat plane for more than maybe two or three feet. <laughs> you can see that the chamber stretches away off towards your left-hand side and then ahead of you, deeper into this chamber. All of it seems to be one large chamber, though. This must have been the, uh, the period where they did a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> Wait, why would... What does what doing mushrooms have to do with Some of them have hallucinogenic triangles. properties, and if you did your architecture well on mushrooms, I imagine, you might make a room like this. There has to be a reason why it's shaped like this, though. Everything we've seen from Chisisek, he just doesn't do things randomly. Well, it's probably to disorient you for some nefarious purpose. Anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge arcana. Uh, anyone that wishes to may also make a knowledge nature. Wow! My dice like me, which means if we get in combat, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was going to say, 13 seems to be my number of the day. <laughs> I rolled a 19 for a 43 on my Arcana. Uh, Masika rolls a 6 for a 30 on nature. I rolled a 13 for a 25 Arcana. Nice. High five. Hollis so, Masika, you. looking this over, you think this is intentionally geode-like? 
even the light again that is a kaleidoscope of light that shifts like if you've ever turned like the uh rgb on like a you know backlit keyboard and it cycles through all the colors it's like that just this my, stream my keyboard's of literally doing that right yeah, now mine too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this prismatic like whirl of colors that surrounds you again like light refracting the entirety of the spectrum of light as it passes through a geode you don't know what the significance of that is, Masika. However, Hollis, you think you do. The entirety of this chamber is a magical item. Oh. What? Oh, I don't love that. Well, I love Somehow, it, I love it. it's almost as if you had, for lack of a better point, imagine that you had a single beam of light. And then imagine that every rune on every surface of this room refracted that beam of light, amplifying it as it did so. Although in this case, it is all connected to what seems to be the conjuration and transmutation properties of Earth. Somehow the various surfaces, you think at if you start at any one point, like if you're standing on a surface and you look exactly opposite of that surface, you'd see another surface. That if each of these were mirrors, that you could bounce a single beam off of every single surface of this room as it would bounce around the angles of the chamber. Somehow it's doing that to focus conjuration and transmutation magic into a point as you kind of do a quick little math things the numbers swirl around your head like the <laughs> person doing math meme to a point in the chamber in the portion of the chamber beyond this one that you can see ahead of you opposite of where you've come in all right this is a very complicated focusing layout you could essentially like shoot a beam and it would knock around here all to, to congregate in one area uh, which is off over that way, and she kind of points the direction that, um, not where we certain. Uh, is it to the northish or to the southish? The, the basically okay, the beyond the corner <laughs> west from where you've uh, you've come in. All right, she kind of so again opposite way. of where you come in there. I don't love it because, I mean, I what if I could just cast like scorching ray and bounce it all over this room and essentially hit everything in this room? So let's be real careful. And maybe don't cast Scorching Ray. Well, okay, I won't, but she kind of motions to the room. I don't know what they have set up in here. I guess we go on, because Sudi has, like, no concept of what is happening right now. Can we kind of poke our heads around that corner to the south and just see if that's another, like, if it ends in a point, or does that hallway continue to before we go to where it's focused? Eh, that's worth a shot. And I wonder if this loops around, this south area loops around behind. Yeah, that feels right. Make your way forward. Poke your head around. Hmm. Okay. okay. And find yeah. that the passage ends. As you turn to make your way back. Uh-oh. Sudi, you feel a strange vibration. It's, it's incredibly odd. It's almost like this low rumbling sense through your toes. Like the sensation, only what you could think to describe is almost feeling a distant landslide through your feet. Mm but localized to a single point on the other side of the wall in the direction that Hollis had indicated. Then you sense a second. And as you round the corner, you sense a third. And then you feel footsteps. Wait, was there light in here before we walked in? Or did we bring the light with us? Uh, you brought the light, but the entire of this chamber faintly glows. Okay, Enough that was... you can see where the walls are and that, like, if someone were standing in this room, you couldn't see the person, but you could see the void that they'd form based on the backlight. Okay, because I was almost like we brought light in here, it bounced around, and we've been in here long enough now that it's focusing onto powering a conjuration spell, summoning 
whatever these footsteps are. It sounds, it almost is like, it feels like an earth elemental that, you know, the rumbling was earth gliding. You know what I mean? Mm. And then. Well, I guess Studio, Studio first off, tell everybody that there's these weird vibrations and now he feels footsteps ahead right, of them. Well, right. Everybody be ready. We are Everybody not be ready. Sudi was born ready. Sudi's always armed. All of you step forward. I imagine Sudi and Citra taking point. Definitely. Hollis is going to shake herself back to herself if she's not already. As you step forward, Sudi, Citra flanking along your side, Masika and Hollis following up behind you. A figure emerges from around the corner ahead of you. Sudi, I imagine you start for a moment. Citra, I imagine, kind of steps back in this curious cocking her head as a perfectly formed statue of a man capped with a scarab head steps around the this? corner. Oh, it generates that. Pauses and turns. No way. They've penetrated deeper and begins to stride his way forward. And I will need initiative from the party. <laughs> Masika sighs. Is Wait, does it really of... generate them? That would be cool. I mean, maybe. Dice, why? God, there's so many of them. Oh, there's a lot of them. Like, <laughs> cue up some combat music here. I think Michael Cortez may have invented these things and really liked them, and so he just kept putting them. Are, are these unique to this adventure path? Uh, this is the first place they appear. He was getting some mileage out of them. Sirenscape, second song, same as the first. <laughs> On the plus side, we have more room to maneuver. At and least. the plus side, it's not a hallway with a solid fog in it. Yeah, also that. On the downside, it's a kaleidoscope room. With no rays possible. Well, very possible, just maybe not a great idea. All right. Although maybe it only does that with light. So if you like shot a lightning bolt, well, maybe not a lightning bolt. Maybe if you shot a acid arrow or something, it'd be fine. I feel like you'd probably hurt. Hollis Starkweather. Well, um, Hollis rolls a nine for a sixteen. Sudi Contar. Sudi rolled a two for a five. Sudi Y. Masika yep. the Beckon. Masika rolled a six for a nine. Oh, oh okay. boy. Not that oh, I can boy. do anything in this fight anyway. Oh yeah, these things suck. Yep. Huh. Citra at Nahamra. Citra hold a five for an 11. Dang, what is team. happening? Team. Team fail. Also, how did they know we've penetrated deeper? Did they? Do they have like some kind of like psychic network? Because he High saw mind. us. He came around the corner and said to someone, they've penetrated deeper because he saw us here. How they know that we were here. a person? How'd they know we existed? Yeah, how'd they know we existed? So combat begins. These guys are getting first initiative, most likely. The Henshepsu have first initiative. Yep. This the first hurt. one steps forward, turns his head slightly to address back over his shoulder. Focus on the monk. Do not allow the swordswoman to circle behind you. They then begin to stride their way forward. Oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. It repaired them. They reset. It, it, yeah, it reincarnated the exact same ones, I bet. Maybe. That's my fan theory. I don't know if that's actually true or not. <laughs> but they seem theory. to know us and know what we are and such, so... Yep, let's go with that. The scare beetled head makes his way forward and lashes out at Sudi Kontar. Power attack, vital strike. Yep. You don't want me to get behind you, but you just left that right open, didn't you, Scarab head? Well, they're all going to make a line, I bet. I can only see one right now, so. There's at least <laughs> that three. That is of them. a 35 to hit. Oh, uh, well, yeah, definitely, especially because I'm flat footed. 28 points of damage as I suppose Sudi's like, what? And then it just steps forward and slams him with the mace. A second one rounds the corner, strides up, forming the line next to the first one, and lashes out at Sudi Kantar. Power attack, vital strike. Uh, that is only a 29, but you are flat-footed. Uh, yeah, that'll hit me flat-footed. 
Yeah, not as much damage. Uh, 23 points of damage as it cracks into you. Bear in mind, your stone skin should still and be in effect. bye-bye stone skin, because that was the last uh, hit that's going to absorb before I'm out of uh, absorption for damage, so bye. The third one strides up, flanking alongside of the first two as they form a line between them. Now this is going to hurt. Hefts and swings at Sudikantar. Power attack, battle strike. This guy's got it That is a me. natural one. We'll automatically Woo! miss. Ooh. There's at least some something, but yeah, these guys are going to take me down real fast now. Hollis Starkweather. <sighs> Hollis pulls her wand of haste and hastes the party. <laughs> cool. If I can ask for a, rec- a recommendation, if you would please uh, take a five-foot step back so I can embiggen. <laughs> and then she will take a five-foot step back for her own self-preservation, even more so than embiggening. I take a five-foot step closer to the healer as she steps back <laughs> and away back from and the front line. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Although I, I'm, I'm probably okay unless those two fall down. As all of you feel this uh, this haste run through you, also you feel the sense of deja vu run through you. All right, giddy up, y'all. <laughs> as we go from Hollis to Citra Nahamra. Um, Citra is going to go ahead and eat the attack of opportunity if there is one. Um, and I'm going to run around the outside, so... You'll provoke three attacks of opportunity, just so you know. Well, two, but two. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and eat it because I'm going to go run around wide and then jump into the flank with the, the third guy that forms the line. All right, they both take their attack of opportunity as you attempt to flee. Well, flee and reposition. Tactical maneuver. Yes. Uh, 34 from the first one. Oh, Natural yeah. one from the second. Jesus, guys. Okay, the, fr- the 34 will hit. A solid 25 points of damage. Don't okay, forget your so, stone skin. So 15. 15 after the stone skin. That citrus stumbles as one of the cracks her as she begins to circle around going, well, I still got to get into that flank. Yeah, and then I shall strike. Okay, that is... Rolled an 11, which gets me a 29. A 29 will hit your flanked target okay. as you flip around behind them. As a side note, all three of these are bearing the scarab head right now. Ah, of course they are. All right, so that is uh, 35 points of regular damage, four points of electricity. Your blade slams into the back of this thing. Once again, you feel that hot knife through butter before whatever magic protects these things repels your scarab beetle brooch. The thing stumbles under the impact, I assume. Uh, what do you want to do for your debilitation? Uh, I'll do the same uh, bewildering and disorienting. So down their AC and down their attack. Okay. A solid stab as we go to Masika of the Beckon. A hit. A very All palpable right. hit. Um, <laughs> I can see him this time. Oh, man, they're real cool. <laughs> Masika is going to reach into her pocket of her haversack and pull out my little clockwork songbird. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This time I'm going to have <laughs> it do the up. inspiring anthem, so everybody gets a plus one morale bonus on attack and damage rolls. Woo! Okay. Um, hey, Your Hollis. Little pocket are, bard kicks in. Are uh, are these things immune to acid or just magic? I don't remember. They are immune <laughs> to magic. Any ma- magical effect that allows for spell resistance. Uh, just magic, unless it doesn't, you know, allow for spell resistance. I don't have a way to say that in game. <laughs> unless it resists spells. All right, uh, Narmer, spit. Okay, don't have to tell me <laughs> twice. <laughs> uh, Narmer's gonna burn a charge of the wand that's imbued in his tummy so he can do extra damage. I'm sorry, Stone Brothers, but you have this coming. Uh, he rolls a 12, which gets him a 24 for range touch AC uh, to the one that's uh, directly in front of Masika. Very well. Minus four for firing into melee. So 20 for range touch AC. 
A 20 will strike your target's touch AC as he spits and hits him dead center in the chest. Uh, Narmer does eight points of acid damage. As there is a bubbling as the thing looks down and then turns its scarab head in Masika's direction. Yep. I have a really good AC. If that thing comes at me, I should be okay. But that's I the think end of I've upset him. I'm sorry, Construct Brother. Keep but spinning. But it had to end this way. Oh, did such sec make you too? From uh, Masika, <laughs> we go to Sudikon. <laughs> oh man, I should I kill him my own cousins? Sudikon talk. All right. Um, I really need the pummeling style, so I'm not gonna actually make myself big because I actually just need to get pummeling style yeah, going. Yeah, into so your stance first. Yeah. Yep. So I will switch into pummeling style and as a uh, uh, as a a big fan of the. Inquisitor, I am well aware of the swift action struggle whenever you're oh, trying yeah. to do things. No, it's a real challenge because my two, my pain, two favorite abilities are swift actions. Um, so yeah, I'll switch into Pummeling Style and I'm going to full out attack the one that is flanked with Citra. See if we can't uh, knock that down. All right. There's no mischance. I'm so happy. There's no mischance. There's no penalty on your attack rolls. There's nothing. I rolled a natural one. I'm not happy. <laughs> Jordan, stop. That worked yesterday. Let's see if it works again today. <laughs> it actually worked pretty well, because then I rolled a 17, so that's a 30, uh, 39 to hit it. A 39 Wait, will strike your flanked and... 40 uh, with the inspiration bonus. Yes. Oh. A 40 will hit your flanked and debilitated opponent. All right, so that is 12 points of... Wait, 13 points of damage. Everybody okay. don't forget their plus one to hit and damage. I would oh, also yeah. like to use my opportunist as well. Yay! Stab him! Synergy! triggers. Great team synergy, y'all. Aw, yeah. I love when these rolls go well. Uh, so that it would be an 18 on the die for a 36, 38 with the flank. A 38 will strike your flanked target that with a, a sneak attack. That is a threat. Yay! Hits threats roll to confirm. That would be a uh, 34, 36 with the flank to confirm. 36 will confirm your critical hit as Citra dives forward, viciously stabbing into the back of this thing. All right, so that it would be uh, 40 points of regular, three points of electricity. Ouch. Nice. A solid hit as you ram your blade into the back of this thing. This actually gets into a little bit of what we talked about in the last episode when we were talking about a sneak attack and the penalty stacking, because now since your opportunist went off, You've double debilitated, which means the penalties last for two rounds, which yeah. means you'll have a minus six AC when Citra's turn comes back around. Yeah. If it's still standing by the time that Sudi's done pummeling. Yep. We'll see. Speaking of, third attack. Hey, that's another 17 for a 34. 34 will strike your flanked and double debilitated target. Yay. Although, again, the debilitation just, the extra sneak attack just makes it last longer, not doubles. It's true. That's uh, 10 points of damage. A solid hit, all of it going through that time. Okay, last attack. Ah, uh, that's only a 5 for an 18, so don't think so. Nope, even with the debilitation and the flank, no. So Sudi does manage to strike this thing as it continues to stab it in the back, although the thing is still standing. Well, the important thing was I got her opportunist off, which is what I was hoping for, because she's going to do more damage in one hit than I can do in, like, three, so. Oh, you know what? I forgot to freaking add Heather's bonus, too. Well, Plus it didn't matter. You still hit it. <laughs> One more point of damage. <laughs> I'll give it to you. From there we go back to the Henshepsu. They're going to hurt uh, me a lot, y'all. They are. It's going to be not great for everyone involved. Masika's here for you. She has your back. It's if they do 120 points of damage, I'm down. <laughs> uh, if 
I said down, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Unconscious. All right, I have so. Have a heal spell or two. All right, so Red is going to go ahead and full out attack. Yep. So the first one that hurt. stepped around the corner, full out attacks. He is. He recalls from before that he was hitting pretty good with that first strike, but if he's power attacking, he was missing with the subsequent ones. So he's going to go ahead and not okay, power so attack. Okay, so these are the same ones. See, I told you, I regenerated them. So we need so to. That's, this so, is like a battery room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need to figure out what's going on in this room so we can keep them from regenerating. Yes. We also have one in the bag of holding if they're regenerating. All right, <laughs> we do have one in the bag of holding. You open the bag of holding, it's like, hello. Oh, it's not actually. another of those. <laughs> We've already done that once. Why do we always do this? Uh, 38 with the first strike. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious now. After this, we should definitely see. Striking you for 14 points of damage. Okay. God, that's another natural one. Jesus Christ. Yay. This die. Okay, there we go. And that's a 32. Yeah, that'll hit me. So the third strike hits home, striking you for 16 points of damage. Okay. Okay. The second one will take a five foot step forward, threatening Masika as he steps up next and alongside Sudi. Right. And we'll go ahead and full out attack Sudi. You're all okay. hasted. Remember your plus one to AC. So oh, and I forgot my again, we'll attack. follow the same thing with not power attacking or vital striking. So that starts with a 32. Yeah, that hits me. Follows that up with a 31. That's my AC exactly right now. Jeez. Follows that up with a, ooh, so close. Uh, that'd be a 30 even. Which is a no because I'm hasted. Yeah. So you do get struck twice. The first time for 15, the second time for 17 as they continue to hammer down on you. I'm hurting a lot, y'all. <laughs> yep. The third one, since he could not learn this from your initial encounter, uh, does not know that it's a bad idea to take a five-foot step, which he will. Taking oh. a five-foot step to flank with the second one. So Citra does have step up and strike. I've already used my attack of opportunity, though, so I can't actually do the strike portion, but I'm still going to step up and stay in the flank with this jerk. Uh-huh. Take that, jerk. Already my hey. clever plan is coming into fruition. Next level? Next level's a feet level, Rachel. Take combat <laughs> reflexes. I could. And then yeah. you could just opportunist the bejesus out of people. Well, <laughs> really good. and stab. No, yeah, that, well, yeah I was going to say, you should definitely get Opportunist is a once per round, but yes. But you could do the step up part. But you that could also steady. still step up and strike. So he does step forward, steps into the flank against Sudi, and will go ahead and full out attack. And since he's flanking, he'll go ahead and power attack. Uh, well, I've got 69 yeah. hit points. Let's see what he's he does. He's also debilitated, so it should is, be a minus two. It's minus two. And that is a crummy first roll. Excellent. So that's 26. That's a miss. Okay, second roll's better, although with a lower attack bonus. 29. That's a miss. All right, go for broke with the third one. Ooh, also a 29, though. Yay! Curious, 31? 31's my AC right now. Ah, that debilitation. Yes! I would've gotten two hits. Yay, Citra! Yeah! We work together, keep Sudi alive. (laughs) Yes, yes, we do. (laughs) Watching Sudi's hit points plummet through the floor. <laughs> we go from uh, the Henshepsu to Hollis Starkweather. All right, fine. Let me just change my whole plan. Hollis is going to cast Chains of Light, summoning magical golden light chains to circle around the one in front of Masika. Okay. Uh, they do get a reflex save. It does not allow spell resistance. Nice. Yeah. The reflexes aren't too bad. Yeah. Uh, 25. Yeah, they save. Grumble. Is that a save or, save or nothing? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a reflex save. So you either okay. get caught or you don't. I didn't know if there was like a is entangled instead of whatever. 
So it's sad. Ooh, that's an Inquisitor spell. Interesting. That's an excellent spell. If it if ever he, works, which it has it never works. worked in this adventure path. But I've seen it work before in a different It worked path. against... Uh, say it worked once. The, oh, yeah. In the book boss fight for book four. Yeah, it worked for like a round, which was rad. Yeah, she escaped the following round, but... But anyway, it's very cool. Do recommend, but alas. So chains burst out of the ground. The thing springs back, stumbling back out of the way. A bunch. Hollis, she still move action or five foot step. Um, Hollis will take another step toward the door. Okay. Trying to Watch get to the space. Watch out for undead. What? Acumenin and poison plague queen shenanigans lady. <laughs> oh, okay. Basically, don't run <laughs> off down the hallway. <laughs> I'm not running down the hall. As we see, he's been six seconds trying to get out the words. <laughs> I'm just trying to let Sudi have a space to get big. I know he wants to be big. <laughs> From Hollis, we go to Citra Nahamra. Citra is going to full on attack because I keep forgetting to state that you're I pulled my dang Please haste. Use the haste. All right, you full out attack. No, that wasn't a very good roll. Though. That is my one contribution to this fight. Gosh darn it! I have a mechanical bird. Well, you can heal. <laughs> <laughs> you have things yeah, to do when you're dying. You also have healing. <laughs> he does have a minus six against me, so uh, will a twenty-six hit? Twenty-six will hit your debilitated and flanked opponent. Nice. All right, so that will be uh, thirty points of regular damage and four points of electricity. Still standing as you oh, ram your him. blade into this thing's back. All right, Stop I would like again. to take my second attack. All right. Which is... I rolled a 12 for a 27. 27 will strike your target. That would be uh, 39 points of regular damage, 3 points of electricity. And goes down under your blow. Yay! Finally! Finally! Good gracious. Take a 5-foot step and stab again, right? Can I still take a 5-foot step? Yeah. You cannot. If you I'm... use following step or step up, it uses your five foot step for the following round. So, no. So uh, if you want to get big, you could go ahead and get big. I'm going to get big. Watch my Sudi grow. So that ends <laughs> uh, Sudi's turn. Er, that, that ends Citra's turn then, bringing us to Masika of the Beckon. How bad is Sudi? I'm at 69 out of 180. I will probably not survive another. Well, actually, there's one less of them. I might make it through the next round. Maybe if they didn't roll bad for damage. Masika casts on the defensive. Okay. Uh, so I roll a 14, but with combat casting and my wisdom and my level, it comes out to a 39. So Sudi is at a full hit points. I cast oh, heal. Oh, yeah. Nice. Then I'm going to... He gets 140 hit points. Sudi has so many hit points that I'm not sure if that's... No, he no. has 60-something left. I have 69 oh. out of 180, <laughs> so that... Yeah, that it's... That, that, Fills me right up. Yay! <laughs> okay. Um, so if I'd done another 30 points of damage, that would not be full for Sudi. Yeah. <laughs> Masika then takes a five foot step back. <laughs> Welcome and to the back. Narmer's going to spit at the one in front of us again. You're, you're bringing him toward us, Masika. Well, <laughs> if if Narmer spits while he's on my shoulder, it'll try to whap him. Well, we have a clever plan. We'll fight him on the stairs. I, I, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to go. Turn into a cat away. again and we'll take him. I only have one more scroll of that. Um, Can I write it on your back? Next time. Like I'm the Prince of Grayskull? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Narmer rolls a 15, which gets him a 27. So with the minus four is a 23 to spit at this thing. And he is using a wand charge. 
Okay, 23 will strike his target's touch AC. I feel like we need a spittoon and, and Hollis and Narmer can like spit in the spittoon and like, <laughs> I don't know, bet on it or something. Narmer's like, oh no, and then his acid just eats through the bottom of it. Oh, um, <laughs> Narmer does 10 points of damage. We need a magical spittoon with acid resistance. We'll work on it. 10 points of damage. All right, a solid hit. As Narmer is so far the only one to bloody that one. <laughs> the other one is also uninjured. Yep. Well, you know, one at a time. Focus fire. We're trying to, yeah, that, we're trying to focus fire here. That is the end of Masika's turn. Okay. Sudi Kantar. All right. Step one. Sudi gets big. Yes, I do know I lowered my AC, but I also increased my damage. They're hitting you anyway, really. To, so. Yeah, they're basically hitting me anyway. So we're gonna go for. All we're right. gonna go get big. Sudi and then jumps will, up in size. I will Rawr. target the one directly in front of me. That uh, not the one that like Masika's been spitting at, but the other one. Masika doesn't Nar- spit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Masika's spit been attack. Like, <laughs> and then there's just like an acid flying over her shoulder from Narmer. <laughs> he just imitates her. Um, yeah, I forgot that Masika was 50% camel. Yes, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so Sudi grows. Uh, so, you know, for those of you in the back again, like Sudi doubles in size. So it's now this like massive, what is he, 12 feet tall? Close to about 12 feet tall at that uh, point. Almost, yeah, almost 12 feet yeah. tall. Sudi planting his feet, backlit by these beautiful runes of scintillizing colors, fighting against these two clay automatons. Time to squish a bug, and then he oh. just wails down on. Him. <laughs> I like really, it. really nice, Sudi. Apparently that works. One liner. My one liners are working. So that is a thirteen for a thirty-eight. Thirteen for a thirty-eight. Yes. Thirty-eight will strike your target. Are you hitting the uh, the one directly ahead of you or the one approaching the Uh The one directly ahead of me, so the red one. The uninjured one? Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, the uninjured one, yes. Well, All right. We'll fix that in a minute. We'll Minimum right damage? Now. I rolled two ones, so I get uh, 12 oh. points of damage on him. I am 12? saddened. All right. You lightly damage him since Ouch. your pummeling style has not kicked one. in yet. Yeah, the bird is saying I do 13 points of damage to him. All right. So three points of damage after the damage reduction. Can I tell Sadness. you the song I think the bird is singing? Yeah. Party in the USA. <laughs> Why party in the USA? I don't know. It's just a funny song for this moment. Okay, we're going for ironic <laughs> song in the moment. All right. Anyway, um, okay. So then I roll a three, uh, but that is still a twenty-eight. Like yeah. Twenty-eight will strike your target. Yay! It's actually Ding. uptown funk. This is the going to give it to you. <laughs> I kind of like There's that. There's a dragon in that song, I guess. Uh, yeah. True. I feel like Masika just loaded it with a bunch of songs like an iPod and it just yes. I have the tiger. <laughs> oh yes. It's it has the to be eye I of the, the cat folk. <laughs> to be fair, since it is clockwork, it's all of these songs but almost as if played from a music box. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so I roll much better that time. That's 21 points of damage. A solid hit, all of that going through as you continue to hammer down on this thing. Yay! Well, that's probably not going to hit. That is a uh, two for a 19, so that's not going to hit him. A 19 will not strike your target. That is a nine for a 21. 21 will not strike your target. Yep. Uh, Haste attack. All right. So you bring up your foot, lash down with it. Okay. That is a 15 for a 40. Your heel drop kicks this thing as you slam your foot down. That is 19 points of damage. Another solid blow as you continue to hammer away at this thing. Cracks beginning to show along its clay chest. That's the end of my turn. That brings us to the Henshepsu. Oh my. The first one. Oh, Cyrus. Ignores the cute catfish girl. 
and goes for the big old monk. There's a big old yeah. kitty there, squashing bugs. He's larger and an easier target now. Yes, I am. He'll full out attack power attack. Okay. See what that does. For a moment, I thought he was flanking, and then I was like, wait, Citra's on our side. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> what a sudden betrayal. Son, yeah, all of a sudden, her face just changes into like an Anubis oh. head or something. It's like, oh, she, she shudders. I was the doppelganger all along. Oh, man. <laughs> Citra got killed off screen. That's sad. 32 for the first attack. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, I'll go ahead and roll for all the attacks real quick. Make that a little faster. Uh, 27 for the second. That's a miss. And, yeah, I mean, that's a Hail Mary. 26 for the third. That's a miss. Does manage to land one blow, striking you for 18 points of damage. A low roll. You've got damage reduction when you're bad, uh, don't you? Yeah, it goes from DR3 to DR5. So, yeah, that's one oh. of the reasons I got big was I needed the DR. The second one, still standing, will take another five-foot step towards Masika to continue to threaten her. Rude. Yeah. Well, I agree. You keep Full out attack, at power attack at Sudi. Quick, Masika, step into the flank with Sudi. That's a 32. I mean, Masika's AC is high enough. These things Sorry. could hit her, but they're not going to hit her as, as much. That's a 33 to hit Sudi. Oh, to hit me? Yes. Uh, Yeah, that's going to hit me. Follows that up. That's a natural one. Yay. Yeah, I think that's like four of them. I like I these it's dice. It's been a lot this round or this fight. I haven't seen a perfect 20 in a while. Good job. Good job, I'm dice. I'm fine with this. However, that is a 30 even for his last attack. Uh, yeah, that'll hit me. My AC is 29 right now. So two strikes still. Okay. So for 20 points of damage for the first one and 25 points of damage for the second. 15, 20, 35 total. All right. Citra, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Ah, no. <laughs> the other ones come back. Ah, nerds. To, to quote Ross. I didn't pull uh, a very good <laughs> perception, though. So Sudi also can make a perception roll. Cool. All right, good, because I rolled a six for a 24. Well, I rolled a four for a 28. Okay, well. Wow. Y'all are distracted. A so, little bit. Citra, Sudi, you both note, that's still high enough to notice, you both note that the clay golem that you've just defeated is steadily crumbling. You also notice that clay seems to be forming up on a pedestal in an alcove ahead of you and towards your left, as if perfectly formed clay feet and ankles are beginning to form up on the pedestal. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. What? It's already making another one, this thing around the corner. Yeah, they seem to be rebuilding. I, well, okay. Well, I mean, we can They can rebuild them. It has the materials. They can rebuild themselves. If you build it, they will come. If it's rebuilding in the pedestal, maybe there's not one in the bag of holding. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, the one in the bag of holding probably head. crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just open up and have dust. Your That's bag is full of dust, I bet. That's okay. Um, it's already full of sand. The Henshepsu we go to, Hollis Starkweather. All right. Well, I mean, Hollis is hasted. So Hollis is going to take a moseying path around behind <laughs> Citra and Sudi, the other side of the masked bug boy, to see... Uh, but it's, it's not really a mosey because you're hasted, so it's like it's a, a quick power mosey. walk. It's a quick mosey. Um, <laughs> a power walking mosey. <laughs> I mean, you could walk all the way up to him if you want to with a yeah. 60-foot movement I'm going to walk all the way over up to the, the one with the feet. Okay. And, uh... You have standard action remaining. You know, I'm not really... Well, okay, standard action, my last spell that I have prepared that's really useful, acid arrow this red guy. The only one I can see is the one that Sudi's been hitting. So I'm going to pew-pew that guy. All right. With a little bit of a finger gun's action. Not my, you know, magic missile finger gun. This is like a bigger finger gun. I'm going to roll... Just garbage, though. So, range touch attack. So, I roll a four, which gets me 
A 15. You chant and tone. A arrow of acid streaks from your fingertips, sails across the distance, and strikes your opponent. Hey! Nice. I love it. All right, They are so. particularly fast. Actually, they actually do have pretty good dexterity. Just nothing else adding to their touching C other than their dexterity. He which... can take six whole points of acid. All right, you splash him. Uh, and then, so it acid is... Acid beginning to sizzle since it is conjured instead of being an elemental attack, or a evocation attack, and therefore does not allow for spell resistance. Uh, it is conjuration. Uh, so for uh, the next, I'm a 14th level caster. That's four, I believe. Yeah, for the next four rounds, it's going to continue to take acid damage. All right. As acid okay. begins to bubble across the back of this thing. All right, I'm going to focus on these now because I'm out of stuff to help y'all. <laughs> Bad enough. So he like, finishes a punch and just gives a thumbs up. Otherwise, Those the advantage to... with conjur- you know, conjurers and conjuration versus constructs where it's like, yeah, this doesn't really do a lot to me. I have a spell and I could spend a standard action to prepare it really fast using my magical epiphany. I can only do that once per day, and it's a second-level spell, so it may not really be worth it. Citra Nahamra. Citra is going to uh, run out wide and circle into the flank with the one that uh, has been wailing on Sudi, which is, I guess, all of them. Uh, <laughs> and during this <laughs> yeah, movement, I, like, I am going to draw my second kukri. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but since I moved, I still don't get, you know, yeah, but you have it. fighting, but yeah. All right, and then I shall strike upon thee. I probably won't. That's a, that's a 24, because I rolled a four. 24 will strike your flanked opponent. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. As you dive into the attack, lash out, ramming your blade home for a sneak attack. Kind of what I do. Let's pop around like surprise. Ha-ha, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Looks like your plan not to be flanked felled. No, oh, that was that other guy's plan, technically. I was going to say, it didn't last. that didn't last very long as far as plans go. All right, so that will be 33 points of regular damage and one point of electricity damage. A solid hit, your blade sinking in, still somewhat turned away by its uh, scarab head. From there, we go to Masika of the Beckon. Masika is going to continue her five-foot step re- retreat maneuver, kind of going catty corner behind Sudi. Um, I don't have any spells that don't allow for spell resistance. Um, so Narmer is just going to spend a charge and spit. Okay. Narmer rolls a 13, which gets him a 25, so minus 4, 21, 22 with the songbird. 22 will hit his opponent's touch AC. Narmer does 7 points of damage. Wait, yeah, no, Narmer does 12 points of damage, because, yeah, I can't add. 12 points of damage. Why am I just imagining Masika having Narmer as, like, a little shoulder bazooka? That's exactly what it is. Uh, Narmer cannot benefit from the bird. Aww. His immunity to mind-affecting effects makes him immune to morale effects. Aww, Aww poor Narmer. Sorry, I, I find it catching, catchy, but not inspiring. All right, so he got a 21 to hit, and he only does 11 points of damage. Very well. Boo. I cannot feel rage or hatred or love. Actually, I have a personality. I just can't be magically influenced. From Masika, we go to Sudikantar. Sudi's going to punch the one that is currently flanking. Uh, punchy munchies. One that... With the one that uh, I'm currently flanking with Citra. Here we go. Full out attack. Flurry of blows. Okay. That is a 12 for a 37. 37 will strike your flanked debilitated opponent. Yay. I'm assuming Citra is just doing her standard debilitations. Yes. Okay. That is going to be 16 points of damage. A solid hit. Oh. 
Citra would like to use her opportunist. Yes. You know, opportunist goes off. If the opportunity presents itself, and uh-huh. you know what I love <laughs> when a natural twenty presents itself yeah. because that's yeah. what I got. Perfect and twenty. There's no fog in the way this Hit. time. Threat. Roll to confirm. Will a thirty confirm? Thirty will confirm yeah. your critical hit. Yay. Yeah. Get it. Stab it. Murder. Kill it. Working on it. From hell's heart, I stab it. Technically, we're not even killing them because they'll come back again. So well, we're, we're hoping that. to stop that. <laughs> stab it, you. We're not even probably going to get XP for this fight. So that will be uh, 49 points of regular damage Whoa! and one point of electricity. Dang, even 50. Destroying the construct yeah! as you ram your blade <laughs> yeah! into its back. Nice. All right. Well, I guess Sudi's second attack, he's going to turn to the last one that's still standing. All right. That's a natural one. Natural one will automatically miss. <laughs> That's Jordan a natural one. Jordan and I are in a competition for who rolls the most natural ones. <laughs> wow. That was two natural ones in a row. Oh, I, I, another natural one. I need one. a listener to tally that for this episode. How many nat ones did Jordan or Rick win? Good golly, Miss Molly. Um, Jordan's okay, catching so up. I am catching up. So second uh, natural one will auto- automatically miss as well. Yep. So that's a 19 for a 31. 31 will strike your target. For 21 points of damage. Okay. And haste Damage reduction applies to that because that was the first one to hit. Sadly, yes. Okay, and then I roll a 14 for a 39. 39 will strike your target. Okay, that is 14 points of damage. Another solid hit. Still standing. Well, yeah, I kind of figured it would be. It brings us to the hen ship, Sue. Oh, my acid arrow guy is down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. He will. Cower in a corner. Nope, much like a space marine, he knows no fear. Dang it. Mm. Um, He's like, I have died many a time and come back. This is nothing. Little does he know. He's the Pharaoh's angel of vengeance. <laughs> we'll go ahead and take another five-foot step to continue to uh, Harry Masika. And we'll go ahead and full out attack power attack Sudi again. because his... Masika wiggles her barbels in annoyance at this <laughs> stupid construct. <laughs> I love that she's just like, hit me! Hit me already! <laughs> Masika's like, I'm not even trying to spellcast at you. If by soup the construct you mean tactically sound construct. Uh, that's a 32 to hit Sudi. Yep. Follows that up with a 28. That is a miss. Because I'm hasted. Follows that up with a... That's yeah, only a 21. Which is a miss, so no matter sadly what. only one hit. Yay! Still does manage to hit for 21 points of damage. Okay. Continues to hammer away at the monk. Hollis. The statue in front of you has grown up to its calf. Uh, feet are also beginning to form on the pedestal off towards your left. All right, I have six seconds. I will actually Hollis to go ahead and make me, uh, I'll allow Hollis and Citra to make me either an intelligence roll or, it's going to sound weird, or craft painting. I shall do a craft painting. It is. Craft painting, interesting. Or any sorts of, uh, if you have an artistical craft skill, Hollis. No, I can cook, no. No, uh, no, that, that's not I a block. No. Hollis rolls a 16 for a 23 intelligence check. Okay. Uh, Citra rolled a 15 for a 35 craft painting. Okay. So from your, your two different sources, Hollis, your various studies and uh, numerous anatomy books and so on and so forth, and Citra with your expertise in studying uh, human proportions from your painting, uh, you're aware that you have approximately 10 rounds before these things fully reform again judging by the current rate of growth and the general proportions of a human figure. Good so gracious, they come back they after again, one minute? Perfectly proportioned. Can I just reach out and grab the foot and pull it off? If you, I mean, currently it is attached to the 
platform, so I'd let you make a strength roll to try to break it free. Uh, I'm just going to start... <laughs> Do no I have to things. know what's causing the effect to use dispel magic, or because I like I can use three rounds to identify to work on. So the way this, the way you're looking at it, you could feasibly attempt to dispel magic. Although if it is a permanent effect, likely the case with this, it will suppress it for one d four rounds. Okay. You could attempt to identify what it actually is, which is going to be yeah. three rounds of concentration. Hollis is going to start with identifying, and if nothing else, I'll just freaking stonewall this place off. So yeah, I'm going to spend my first round of detecting magic. Okay. Citrina Hamra. With my hasty movement, I shall run around and move into the flank with the last golem that is not reforming. Okay. <laughs> and then I shall attack. Yay! And that is a 14 on the die for a uh, 34. 34 will strike your flank's target. So you spring around, stab him in the back. That would be 38 points of regular damage, 4 points of electricity. Still stands but a solid hit as you ram your blade into the back of them. I assume your standard uh, debilitations? Yep. Down the AC, down the attack. All right. From Citra, who delivers a powerful blow into the back of this thing's leg as it stumbles and nearly takes a knee, we go to Masika of the Beckon. Run out the door. No. No. <laughs> uh, Masika takes a five-foot step back along the wall, Kay. and Narmer's going to murder this thing. Good two. Good two. It's Armor my time to shine. Murder this thing because he rolled a perfect twenty. Nice. <laughs> he follows that up with an eighteen, which is a thirty, so a twenty-six. Twenty-six will. And he oh, is a perfect using twenty a will hit threat roll to confirm, and a twenty-six will automatically. Well, a twenty-six will confirm your critical hit. And nice. He's using his charge. Very well. Double the damage. He does eighteen points of damage. Not bad. Wow! Nice. As it goes down under the blast of acid. Oh, 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 That's Narmer's second kill. Narmer bellows out, yells, you know, leaps up and starts flying in circles around the room in Y'all, excitement. we got 10 rounds. Get over here. We got 10 Like a soccer seconds. player scoring the winning soccer goal. <laughs> Masika runs over next to Hollis and starts also trying to figure out how these things work. We got one minute. Sudi has uh, one of those, when you only have a hammer type ideas, and just starts pummeling the reforming bodies. Do they like start breaking and taking damage or are they like immune to taking damage? No, I mean, you can smash them. Sudi will smash one and just see, does it start reforming immediately? Uh, as long as you can do 20, mechanically speaking, they still possess their damage reduction while they're reforming. Sure. Uh, you can, you of course, use your pummeling style to get through that. And while they're in this form, they still count as golems, but do not have the scarab head. And as such, you can actually do damage to them. Using, using the gold main scarabs, okay. Every 10 points you, of damage you can do in a round reduces the amount that has been repaired by 10%. So in essence, okay. for every 10 points of damage you can do, you can buy yourself another round. Okay, so I guess uh, Sudi will will start. <laughs> he'll just keep he'll just keep Floria blowsing and uh, you know just kind of like huffing and puffing as he's blasting through all of these. Hollis, uh, go ahead and make me a spellcraft. Uh, if that fails, then the following round, Masika can make a spellcraft as well, since she's one round behind. Uh, Hollis rolls a 16 for a 40 spellcraft. With a 40. So it seems like, from what you can tell, looking this over, it appears that each one of these alcoves is the central focus point. In essence, once it reaches the the wall, basically once all the reflections reach the wall opposite of these alcoves, I'll just, it splits into three 
all the assorted energy built up here and then directs all of that down to these three pedestals. Each one of these pedestals then are keyed to one of these three Henshepsus. In essence, all three of these are eternal and wow. as such would regenerate no matter how much damage was done to the initial one, even across any distance, although not across planes. In essence, like if you banished one of them to another plane of existence and then they were destroyed there, they wouldn't return. So that's one way of getting around it. Mechanically speaking, these cannot be disabled by disabled device or anything like that. They could be disjoined. Uh, dispelling magic will temporarily dispel it. You can also destroy each of the three platforms, which are the focuses. The three platforms have fewer hit points than trying to destroy that entire wall. I'm just going to smash them. So you have two choices. You can either attempt the break DC, which, uh, what is your strength? Uh, my strength normally, assuming I'm not big, is a 22, so plus six. Looking this over, uh, each one of these keys, each one of the, uh, the keystones, the, the platforms, each one of the platforms that you need to destroy would be impossible for you to destroy without your enlarged strength. Oh, lame. You can just do damage to them as far as not going for the break DC, at which point, uh, what do you get for your average damage? Uh, five, so my average is 13. Okay. That's, uh, and then you'd have to go into, like, the fact that I've got Flurry of Blows, but, yeah, 13 per attack. So, on average, you'd be able to, uh, yeah, especially since you guys know what you're doing at this point, and since Citra can continue to, like, chip and whittle away at the other ones while you're taking care of one of these platforms, it would only take you about five rounds per platform. Assuming oh, that you're that doing full-out attacks to get through its eight hardness and then the 30 hit points that each one of these have. Can I can I pummeling style the, the platforms? Uh, no, because pummeling style, I think, specifically states damage reduction. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. All right, so let's just get rid of the platforms. Yep. All right. So, yeah, it just takes some Sooty time. smash. Uh, basically, the next three minutes or so of uh, yeah, Citra and probably Masika just pulling out her mace and just kind of hammering away at these clay legs forming up. As Sudi just goes around and starts smashing the other platforms. I like the idea that we finish this and Sudi I mean, is just like Narmer covered can, in sweat. Narmer can just spit, but just not with the enhance, so do a little acid yeah. damage. He has unlimited spit. That's true. That's <laughs> Narmer true. just opens up his mouth and there's just this constant stream like the uh, <laughs> Gross. Yeah, like the like the librarian from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alright, well. Good. <sighs> Alright, so. It's a good thing that you guys went down this hallway first instead of one of the other ones. At which oh, point I know, you had right? to fight these guys when they came up behind you and then come back here and fight them again. Sudi <sighs> uh, just got like a, probably a better workout than he's had in months. <laughs> Where have you been the last couple of months? Because we've <laughs> no, been getting plenty breaks, of workouts. Well, we get breaks between every fight, right? And having to go for like, you know, four minutes pummeling stone. <laughs> You're a monk. You can handle it. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine you probably do workouts every morning and everything. I mean, I guess we that's talk true. about you doing your calisthenics every morning. Yeah. Calisthenics is different than like punching stone with my. That's stone like hard brat making work. Yeah, doing push-ups with Narmer sitting on your back. Like, Give me five Narmer more. Narmer doesn't even weigh that much. No, it's more just he's like your your little. Uh, oh, my little life coach. coach that's like, yeah, come on, push your shelf, shooty. <laughs> yep, just leaning over and wiping off your your cat nose with a towel since that's where you sweat from. He's got the bird oh, playing yeah. eye of the tiger. Ding, <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Now I'm imagining like the start of every day is a montage of Sudi like trying to find something to work out on. <laughs> He's like, Hollis, making the magical mansion. I need a workout room. Yeah, it just cuts to Sudi running up and down the stairs to a pyramid or something. You know, <laughs> just the top of the pyramid. The top, it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. All right. I guess let's go back to the room with the statues and see if any of these doors are labeled. <laughs> if or any other door opened up with more of these guys. Well, their door is open because they were out murdering us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm thinking these little doors before we do the big doors, yeah? Uh, yeah, I probably. mean, that seems like it makes sense. So which direction do you go next? Why don't we just keep going clockwise? Yeah, we'll just yeah, go clockwise. Clockwise, so. yeah. So north, east, west, northwest. West. I know directions, sort of. <laughs> you make your way out of here, go to the uh, the next spoke of hallway off of this room in the clockwise rotation, having started in uh, approximately the, say, 7 o'clock position and instead turning and going up towards the 10 o'clock position. You approach the first door. Sudi taking point, I imagine. No, uh, no Citra, Citra taking, taking point. point for traps. Okay. Citra taking point. Sudi, Hollis, Masika pulling up the rear. Yep. Citra, you make your way forward. Approaching the door, attempting to open it, you find that the door appears to be locked. I shall unlock it. Very well. Uh, it does not appear to be a lock in the traditional sense. There's no mechanical lock on this. It appears to be locked via an arcane lock, which you can <laughs> still disable. Well, that makes uh, sense. I shall disable it. Oh, I wonder if uh, Plague Lady's back here, locked in. Ooh. Well, it should be interesting to meet somebody who's from the, the Shori Empire. I mean, they are not around anymore. You do remember she's going to be evil, right? I'm sure she's evil as heck, and she's going to try to murder us, but still interesting. We can ask her some questions while we fight. I'm not sure she'll be amiable to answering them, but you're right. It would be interesting. Yeah. I didn't say fun or great. I just said interesting. Uh, what do you get taking 10 out of curiosity? For my disabled device? Correct. Uh, 35. Okay. So making your way forward, opening this, looking over the door, you can tell that it is covered with a variety of complex hieroglyphs, including what appears to be markings or symbols of the sun god Ra, huh. seemingly passing into the western horizon. Opening this door, you find a second door. It is also arcane lock. That's weird. Hieroglyphs covering this door depict what appears to be an abundant watery world. Oh, like the plane of water or something? I like water. Yeah? I um, mean, does that mean that these rooms are themed? Because we just came out of a room that was earth, and so he kind oh. of like air quotes earth. This one would be water, and then there would be air and fire? Interesting. Perhaps. Let me I mean, this it ties one. into the overall elemental theme. True. Can I still hear the elementals inside the building? Can I hear them everywhere yep. when I'm here? All the Very time. Very faintly everywhere. <sighs> They're very unhappy. I don't begrudge them that. I guess we all look at Citra to pop the second lock. Citra shall lo- unlock this door. Unlocking the second door. Three feet beyond it is a third door. All right, this is getting silly. This is the third one. If there's one after this, then I'm out of guesses. But you remember in the pyramid, there were three. He made you go through three doors to get to stuff. The door is covered with a depiction of an, o- of an oasis. Hmm. I mean, it's still water. Is it locked? It is locked. Citra shall unlock it. <laughs> Unlocking the third door beyond it, three feet, you find a fourth door. All right, this is this is getting just annoying. All right, I don't can, know. Can Citra, like, jam something in these to make sure that they don't close behind us? If you have like, pittance. So, yes. I'm going to jam a pitten in each one of these just in case. Looking over this door, by the way, it is covered with uh, various hieroglyphs and scenes depicting what seems to be a sandy realm with a dark zigzagging pathway. These all seem to be different worlds. I mean, is it uh, Ra's path on his way back to the light or whatever? Because, I mean, Anyone the first wishes door to was... may make a knowledge religion. I roll an 18 for a 42. I roll an 11 for a 16. Uh, 12 for a 27. Sudi shrugs. 
Yep. For Hollis and Masika, yeah, these are the first four hours of night. Ah, okay. The 12-hour cycle that Ra has to go through as he goes through death and rebirth to return as the sun god every morning. All right, it, we're going to be going through a lot of doors here. Got 12 doors? Yikes. 12 doors. Well, we continue through the story of Ra. Uh, assuming that you're taking 10 on disabling the doors, you can disable each one as you go. Yep. Uh, the fifth door beyond this one shows the uh, Tomb of Osiris, which mm -hmm. is enclosed beneath a hidden lake of fire. The tomb covered Fine. by a pyramid-like mound. Uh, with the goddess uh, Isis depicted here as well. In the uh, the sixth door you find is uh, the a symbol depicting what looks to be a baw bird reuniting with its own body. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. In the seventh door you see what appears to be Apep, the snake god, lying in wait, uh, subdued by the chains of magic of Isis. Hmm. The eighth door depicts the doors of the tomb and Horus calling upon the uh, monstrous serpent calls upon a monstrous serpent with unquenchable fire to destroy the enemies of his father. The ninth door depicts a sandy island. The tenth depicts the regeneration process um, through immersion with water. The eleventh shows the god's eyes, but in essence the eye of Ra, being fully regenerated. And the twelfth shows the eastern horizon and Ra beginning to rise up over it. To your understanding, this should be the twelfth and final door. I really wanted to make sure you really wanted to be here. I'll use one immovable rod on one of the doors, and then I have a bunch of crossbow bolts if you want to fashion something. Or I have a dagger. I think we could deal with one door. <laughs> Depends on how fast we need to leave. True. Wow, that's a lot of doors. This is a really extra place. I mean, have you like, <laughs> met Hawkeye? Have you been paying attention? Have yeah, you seen well, this that's place? Fair. They're very extra. <laughs> this, this entire book could just be summarized as when you extra. have a lot of extra. <laughs> <laughs> There's Welcome a single door. Welcome to Hakatep's trench of extra. <laughs> yes. As a side note, there is a hieroglyph marking the uh, capstone for this door. Oh, what does it say? It denotes it as the Hall of Ma'at. Okay. For those okay. of you, uh, cool. Masika and Hollis, who passed that previously, you are aware that the once the deceased finished their journey through the underworld, which technically those doors were just representative to, of, you arrive in the Hall of Ma'at, where you'd undergo the weighing of heart. Heart weighing. All right. Maybe there's a crocodile. Oh, that'd be interesting. We get to meet Anubis. I don't know if that's Or to fight the golem that looks like Anubis. Weirdly, that's not a first. <laughs> Citra will go ahead and open the, the final door. <laughs> Maybe we got to be light as a feather. Opening the final door. Divisible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens up into an oddly diamond-shaped chamber. Huh. A flat wall stands opposite of the door that you've come in from. Depicted on that is what appears to be, interestingly enough, hieroglyphs shaped into what looks like something akin to a pair of swords crossed behind a diamond-shaped shield. This is overlaid or made into the design of a pair of scales, showing what appears to be a depiction of what looks to be Anubis as well as Ma'at with her feathers, and then a crocodilian form along the bottom of Sobek. Ready to eat them bad boys. Six doors exit out of this room other than the one door that you came in creating a total of seven doors to this chamber weird each door covered with hieroglyphic markings each one of these doors are covered with various hieroglyphs extolling the virtues of the individuals behind them ah. each of them being named with the yep. same symbols as the six Akuminate that you'd seen in statuary form behind you aha a thick layer of sand covers the floor of this room 
as you step in. And again, you can see a full-size ball relief on each of these doors depicting the same figures that you had seen in the room previously. The air in here is oddly cold, and it seems like the air is still. But despite that, you can see eddies in the sand as if it's moved by wind. Well, I think we might have found the tombs for our Akumen at friends. You have any movement on your te- on your toe beans, Sudi? Mm, no. Citra would like to, to maybe move some of the sand to see if there's anything on the floor. Sudi will remember that he got uh, messed up in that fight still and uh, is down like 64 <laughs> hit points. Oh, crap, I'm for bleeding. For help. <laughs> well, he doesn't bleed. That's the problem. Uh, right? yeah, that's true. Oh, this He's... whole journey through the afterlife has reminded me that I am injured. <laughs> that I am approaching the afterlife. <laughs> Reminds me that I'm down like, you know, a third of my hip points. He just turns around, looks over at Masika. <laughs> Imagines her as a box of bandages. <laughs> not not anyways, she's not looking at me. While Sudi is, is uh, getting his first aid uh, done, Citra is, is going to squat down and kind of like move the sand to see if there's anything on the ground. Just just to be safe, you know. Citra can make an alge nature if she so wishes. I, I don't have knowledge like nature. No, it just seems to be sand. I mean, can I make a survival check? You may if you wish. Because yeah, I actually have that. Uh, so I rolled a 12 for a 31. Nope. You can tell that no one has been here in an extraordinarily long period of time. Is there any magic in here? Detecting magic. Uh, you can tell that there's magic on each of the doors of this room, although you mm-hmm. cannot draw a line of sight to it. Uh, while you can't identify, you can tell that each one of these doors is covered with an abjuration effect. Oh, nice. Keep it seems shiny. to be focused on the keystone over the door. I don't think these are like the golems. I don't think they're coming in and out of this room. It seems to be a pain anyway with 12 doors to go through, but... Uh, <laughs> Fair. Um, Arcane lock doors. Do we want to work clockwise again and just open each one? Did you find anything with the sand that's moving as though the wind is blowing when there's no wind? No, it doesn't seem like anything's moved in here in a very long time. Sugar, help me look at the sand. Sugar aids me to look at sand. You pull the chicken out of her satchel, set her down. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because I roll a four for a 20 at 22 with Sugar's help. Hmm. I don't think this is normal sand. Hmm. There's something odd about it. That sand is surely very strange. All right. Hmm. I put Sugar back in her satchel, and I wait for Masika to be done healing, to be like, Masika. Masika rolls a 13 for a 37. Masika, the dirt's weird. Look at the dirt, Masika. And Masika just glances down like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> With a 37, this is not Osirian sand. Whoa, cool. Masika it has know. an oddly reddish hue to it. You think this is sand maybe only common to like the Western deserts of Garoon? Well, it's not from Osirian. The, the color's wrong and the granules are wrong. I think it's from the Western Garoondi deserts. Why on earth? Would you spend time finding sand from somewhere else? There's so much sand here already. Maybe it's special sand. Maybe it has some kind of special property? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's not magical. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's something for alchemy. Maybe Akumin it once beat like a golem. And then, like, they ground the entirety of the golem down to sand. Oh. And then stuck it in here. It's maybe. like a trophy. <laughs> it would be weird. We saw a whole trophy boat in the last place we were at. <laughs> Narmer has a point. These guys are really big in their trophies. Huh. Well, I think there's something about vampires and having dirt, like grave dirt. You think it has anything to do with vampires? That'd be real <laughs> weird, but... <laughs> v- 
vampires are damaged by sunlight, and there's a there's a lot of that in Osirian too. Well, I, I mean, we yep. are underground. Just saying. Little did anyone know that this entire thing was just a complex setup for us doing an entire group of Slavic Osirianologists that have been sleeping this whole time and <laughs> dreaming about this adventure path. <laughs> Then we play Strange Aeons. <laughs> you all wake up in an Ashade Asylum. <laughs> oh, no. After having the weirdest dream you've ever had. After having yes, the weirdest dream. The DM. Am, I still, am I still a cat fool? Hey, Gash. You could be. I'm an avatar of he who should not be named. <laughs> Have you seen the yellow shine? Narmer opens up his chest flap. And ah, <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> well. I guess we'll start with the door by Hollis. That's the closest one clockwise. Oh, Hollis shimmies her way out of the, the four then. Wait, what What was the abjuration effect though? You said there was an abjuration effect. She can't effect. draw a line of sight to I it. Can't she see. can oh, identify the wait. strength of it. It probably has something to do with keeping these things from rotten. Well, I thought they were undead. No, I mean like the the, the ball carvings and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't see it. Well, Citra will step forward and check it for traps, locks, etc. The, the door is arcane locked. <laughs> Are we ready for this? Is, is arcane lock, lock abjuration? I think so. But I'd be able to see that. Was that the yes? I have spells for undead murdering since we were going to fight an undead dinosaur today, so I'm good. Oh, yeah, no, I, I got many murder top spells. That, so. that was me, Jordan, asking, not like Sudi asking, because Sudi doesn't know about magic. I know, but Citra asked Ar- in character, are we ready for this? And none of y'all answered. Sorry, I got so distracted. She- yes, I'm ready. Arcane lock is a first level, is a second level abjuration, yes. Oh, okay. So maybe it's just the locks. They put a lot of locks in this place. I'm concerned about how, much, how many locks there are in this. Yeah. Well, Citra will disable the arcane lock. Very well. You approach the door. Which Akumenon is this one for? Neptutawe. Uh, it's the woman wearing the Lamellar armor, wielding the brutal-looking Kopesh. Fun. Okay. You approach the door. Quickly disable this. Go to push this open. Go make me a perception roll. Go and add that trap finding in there <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> Every single one of these doors is trapped. Mm-hmm. Rolled a 13 for a 37. You start to push this open and then immediately stop. As you glance up, and for the moment you see the edge of a glyph carved into the bottom of the keystone, covered by the door. I retract it, it's bad. As you glance up towards this, again, you, you can't see enough of it to actually trigger it at this moment. It seems like there's a glyph there waiting to trigger. I would like to disable the glyph. You may attempt a disable device. I rolled a 12, which gets me a 43. With a 43, you call Sudi over. I imagine get him to give you a little boost up there because, again, it's at the top of this, like, eight-foot-high door. Smart. Pull your tools out, reach up, scrape at the edge of this. With your minimal understanding of magic, although your extensive understanding of traps, you are able to determine that this appears to be a glyph of warding. Oh. Although, in this case, this is a greater glyph of warding. Ooh. Ooh. This all makes sense. You are aware that a greater glyph of warding, in this case, it is a spell glyph, not a blast glyph. A blast glyph just does damage whenever you pass through it, walk under it, etc., etc. Basically, you enter, pass, or open a warded area. Mm. You had just enough time to basically, like, not fully open the door and access the glyph before breaking the uh, the bridge of passage oh, that lovely. wards the portal. Uh, in this case, this is a spell glyph. In this case, the glyph has a harm spell on it. <laughs> oh! Uh, they would do 150 points of damage if you open the door. I Owie. would have been dead. No, I told well, I can't kill one. you because of harm. Oh, but okay. You finish disabling this. Wow. 
as you drop down, you know, able to like push open the door all the way at this point, the sand in this room swirls, forming up two figures of living sand that stand on either side. The sand as both of them speak simultaneously in Terran. Hey, I can understand that. Desecrators. Oh no, not really. Masika and I'll need initiative next time. <laughs> uh, oh, open a crate. It's funny because I had wait, that wait, moment wait, wait, wait. where I was like, wait, should we maybe just not bother with these guys? <laughs> well, stop stepping on my face and they fall Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.